The epistle of James, chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 2, you will find these words. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Saints of God, today I want to talk to you from the thought. Smooth sailing is of the devil. Smooth sailing is of the devil. When we look at the epistle of James. It is a letter that the bondservant of God, James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ, wrote to the 12 tribes which were scattered abroad. Sometimes you will hear this in theological circles or certain pastors or preachers or teachers might refer to what's called the diaspora. When they talk about the diaspora, that is what they're talking about. They're talking about the scattering of the nation of Israel. But in the diaspora, God still had his hand on his folks. Because as we talked about last week, God knows where you are. And so God knows where all his people is and he knows how to get the words that he has given to James to get to his people. And James was a servant of God that was called as a practical preacher. When you read the book of James, you see practical living. You see some theology, but he talks more from the practical perspective. Even when he uses the word saved in some instances, he's not talking about salvation from the perspective of a theological uh, indication, but he's talking about everyday living and staying out of trouble. Amen. He's a practical preacher. And so today, uh, we look at this most familiar passage of scripture and we put over it the theme that smooth sailing is of the devil. And let's see why this is coming to pass. Let's look at the text and we see in verse 2, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I don't know about you, but I haven't had a trial that I liked. Amen. There hasn't been a trial that I've been comfortable in. 
But the practical apostle by the name of James says to us, we are to count it all joy. We are to look way down on the inside and get that wellspring that God has given us called the wellspring of joy. See, joy is not predicated on your circumstances. Joy is predicated on the Lord. So whether you're up or whether you're down, whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley low, you can have joy. Because no matter what your circumstances is, God hasn't changed. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. As he says in the book of Malachi, I am the Lord and I change not. So therefore, if God is not capricious, if God is not vacillating, if God does not wishy-washy, then that means that no matter what circumstances we have in our life, amen, it's working towards the good. Remember the Apostle Paul when he said that all things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. If we just stop a few minutes right now and survey our lives, we having some trouble somewhere. Somewhere there's something that ain't going like we would like it to go. It may not be a material thing, it may not be financial, it may be relational, it may be health, amen. But something just isn't quite right. It may be too hot, it may be too cold. Because we live in a fallen world. But remember that the God we serve is the God that is able to take lemons and make lemonade. God can take your difficult times. He can take your trials and tribulations and he can make them into things that are for your good and not for your bad. Reverend Stevens was saying as he was testifying, as he looked over his life and he realized that they didn't have a lot of money, but there was never a day that he didn't eat. And he saw how his mama sacrificed, amen. But you know what? Those sacrifices that she made worked toward her good. Because even what she didn't see or they didn't see, there was timber being built in glory. Amen. Every time she sacrificed for her children, God knew just what she was. When she said, I got a feet, feet of Reverend Steve or a little joy, amen, when you were a kid, and she did without, God said, but I'm going to supply. When you give, I'm going to give to you. Press town, shaking together and running over. Amen. There's a reward being built in glory when you go through the trials of life. Because the trials of life have been put there by God. See, I want to bring up in our lives, amen, that when we go out to do an endeavor, maybe we want to start a business, or there's some event or campaign that we want to do, we want to go some particular place, and it seems like everything falls apart. It seems like the budget is overrun, amen. Folk who said they was gonna be on board, they're not on board. For some reason, the equipment that was supposed to work and was supposed to last five years didn't last five minutes. And you just want to throw up your hands and quit. And you're saying, what is the use? But I'm here today to let you know you're on track. I'm here to let you know that smooth sailing is of the devil. You don't get better 
when everything is working well. You get better when everything is disarray. You get better when you are pushed in your faith to see past your problems and see the victory on the other side. Amen. So don't be weary in well-doing. Don't, don't give up because that things seem a little rough. Amen. Don't look at your situation and say, I thought that I was supposed to be here by now, but now I'm back here instead of up there. Because the word of God says, look at the text, y'all. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith, now the faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things what? Not seen. Produces patience. Sometimes we're back here instead of being up here because God is producing patience. We have to learn that everything can't be given to us right away. We got to learn in this microwave generation that some things need to cook all night long. Amen. Sometimes we are rushing things, amen, and it is worse off for us than it is that takes a long time. Uh, are y'all following me today? So sometimes in life when everything is, is, is stopping instead of starting, that's just part of your progress. It may not look like it, but it is. Because God is working in you patience. And since we know because God has given it to us in his word, we're in a better position than the world is who does not know this. That when we see this come about, we can rest. Ain't no need in us pushing and pressing and propping through and spinning around in the middle of the room and, and, and jumping and doing jumping jacks and turning over, trying to make it go faster than it's supposed to go. Because God does not count slackness like men count slackness. See, we say, well, it has taken three years for this certain thing to happen that we believe should have taken three months but just because our perspective says it should have already happened does not mean that's when God has ordained it to happen. And God's got a lot of time, y'all. Because God's got time in his hands. Before there ever was time, God was. Because a day is to a thousand years is a thousand years is to the day with the Lord. So God is teaching us to learn how to rest. To learn how to find refuge even in the midst of our storm. Because it's going to happen in its time. And resting doesn't always mean sitting down doing nothing and twiddling your thumbs. No, resting sometimes means trusting. So even though it is taking a while, you keep working. And keep trusting that the Lord is going to see you through. Are y'all following me? So you may have wanted to go at 55 miles an hour, but you end up going at 25 miles an hour. But even though you're going at 25 miles an hour, you need to be going at 25 and not zero. Amen. Amen. Resting doesn't always mean sitting down somewhere twiddling your thumbs. It means trusting. When we read the text over there where it says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. What he's saying there is not to be sitting somewhere eating bonbons and watching TV, but it means to trust and rely upon the Lord. 
They that trust and rely upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Because if they're not going to do nothing, then why do they need strength? Amen. Amen. So I'm telling you today, amen, and contending for the idea that smooth sailing is of the devil. See, the devil understands what the process of maturity looks like in a human being. Devil been around a long time, and he's a very good steward and a very good student of what God has given him. Because realize that Satan does have some things. Because Jesus says, the God of this world, he said, the, the prince of darkness, he was talking about Satan. Paul called him the prince of the power of the air. He has resources. And he's a very good student. He understands that man doesn't do well from a maturity perspective if everything is going fine. So if the devil can make your stuff just go, everything go smooth, pip, pop, pop, no problems at all, you get lulled into a false sense of security, and sometimes you start reading your own paper clippings. Next thing you know, you say, but what I did was, and this is how I did, and you forget to give the credit to the Lord. But the Lord brings about storms into our lives to bring about things that we cannot overcome on our own. So that we stop looking at our own paper clippings and start looking at the word of God. Are y'all following me today? See, God brings you back to your true north. Get back from looking to the left or to the right and get on true north, which means putting your faith in God. And see, we see in the text that it produces patience because that's what we need. What makes us more mature is when we can have some patience. When we ain't got to have everything right now. When we can rest or trust in the Lord to see us through. When we have to spin our wheels just a little bit and take a little bit longer. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but somebody might have a campaign that they're working on today. And it seems like it's just not getting as far as you think it should. Trust in the Lord. Be patient and let the Lord see you through. Don't quit and throw your hands up. Keep working, but don't get frustrated. Keep working, but don't get frustrated. Keep working, but don't get frustrated. But trust in the Lord to let him see you what? Through. We say a lot of times, uh, well, one thing you don't want to pray for is you don't want to pray for patience. You know what? You don't have to, because God's going to work it out in your life anyway. Amen. Because he's going to bring some trials and tribulations. They're on their way. If you ain't in them now, they're on their way, and you just came out of some before. Amen. Because that's part of the cycle of life. That's part of the process. You know, we, we, in our lives, we have, we have not only campaigns and not only projects and maybe a business, but we have relationships that cause us to have patience. If you look over your life, you got some difficult folks in your life. Amen. You may love them to death, but they difficult. 
Boy, they hard-headed and obstinate. Oh, Lord have mercy. Talk crazy, do stupid stuff, and you're like, what is this? Why are you in my life? What's going on here? I mean, I, I can do bad all by myself. Well, God has got these folk in your life so that you will learn patience. That person who seems like they're on the right track today, y'all are talking well, they seem like they got it together and they're understanding what's going on, and tomorrow you can't find them. And you say, what is this? Or maybe that sister or brother who you're like, does anything get through your head? How long are you going to uh, keep spending your whole check, amen, and then asking me for money? I mean, how long are you going to realize that you're going to have to put something back and be more of a steward over your money? Amen. And why do you keep calling me? You already borrowed from me three weeks ago and you still owe me. Won't you pay me what you owe me first and then we'll look at this later. And then they say, oh, well, I'll get you from there. And you say to yourself, oh, I ain't going to answer the phone. But this is all part of the process of maturity. It's all what is part of what is necessary for us to be what God wants us to be. Because remember, if the word of God is true, then Romans 8 and 28 says, all things, even that difficult relative, works together for the good. For those who love the Lord, and are called according to his purpose. Smooth sailing is of the devil. You got to have trials. Amen. Look, look at the text. Because the, the practical apostle says in verse 4, he said, But let patience have its perfect work. This word perfect here is the word for complete. Don't stop early in the patient cycle. Don't stop after it's been two or three days and you're sick and tired of it and you just say, I'm going to take a left at Albuquerque. Now stay in there because patience got to have its perfect work. I mean, these things are easy to say and hard to do. But the reality is this is what's good for us. It may not be what's good to us. You know, I say on multiple occasions, amen, that uh, 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 Hawaiian punch may be good to us, but black draw may be good for us. Uh, uh, maybe a Coca-Cola may be good to us, uh, but castrol is good for us. You following me? It, it, it may not tastes good, it may not be comfortable, but that doesn't mean it's not good for you. And sometimes that which is good to us is not good for us. Amen. Too much sugar in our diet is not good for us, but it may be good to us. Smooth sailing is of the devil. Amen. Once again, I don't know who I might be talking to today, but somebody's trying to do something, amen. And there are some obstacles and there are some, there are some roadblocks that's being put in your way. Be patient. Yes. 
and let the Lord see you through. Don't quit. Don't give up. But you might have to go just a little bit slower than you'd like to go. You might have to spend a little bit more than you want to spend. But let the Lord see you through. Because remember, you are a child of God. You've been blessed by God, so you have everything you need to carry out whatever it is that God has ordained for your life. And when you look like you have not enough, always look to the hills with cometh your help, knowing all your help comes from the Lord. And the last time I checked, he had it all. Amen. So whatever you need, call on the Lord. The Lord says we have not because we what? Ask not. And then sometimes we ask amiss. Amen. We got to ask according to the word. Well, look at the text though, y'all. Look at this. He says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Well, look at the, look at the practical apostle. He uses a similar word in the English, perfect, but he joins that with the word complete because the first perfect refers to complete work of patience, but the second perfect refers to maturity. So let patience be completed in you so that you can be mature and complete. Because in the same eighth chapter of Romans, the Apostle Paul lets us know that God is doing a, a work that started before the foundations of the world, that he is conforming us to the image of his son. That's what maturity is. That's what completion is. When we are mature and complete, we look like Jesus. We're not Jesus, but we look like him. So as long as we got defects here and defects there that don't look like Jesus, then we got to go through some things that's going to increase our patience so that we become more mature until we complete. And saints of God, I want you to know that as long as you're living in this life, the process will continue. You will not get to this place of completion until we're in the new heaven and the new earth. You, you will not get there until we have been resurrected and we have been changed, amen. While we're in this life, we're in the process called sanctification. God is constantly cutting away at us at the things that are not pleasing unto him. He's getting rid of our defects. But for those of you that have had surgery, surgery hurts. Amen. It, 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 it hurts. There, there's pain that comes with it. So don't disregard it and, and don't look down on the pain of your life because it's part of the process of bringing you to maturity. As we grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we can't help become more patient with folk. We can't help become more patient with processes and things. Because we know that trouble is going to come, but it won't last always. But we know that if everything is working perfectly all the time, we're in a bad place. Because smooth sailing is of the devil. Amen. Let's look at the text a little further. If any of you lacks wisdom, 
let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given unto him. Huh. So in the context of verse 5, the practical apostle is talking about trials. He's talking about counting it all joy. He's talking about exercising your faith which produces patience. So why is the practical apostle talking about wisdom? I'm glad you asked. He's talking about wisdom because you need to know how to, to correctly apply God's instruction. See, it's one thing to have knowledge. It's another thing to have wisdom. See, there are some folks that have knowledge and they don't have wisdom, which Paul the Apostle talks about in the first two chapters of Romans. He says they profess to be wise but they became fools. We might say in our, our current vernacular, modern day vernacular, the educated fool. You can have a whole lot of knowledge, but if you don't know how to apply it correctly, all you are is an educated fool. So the text says, now when you're going through, you need wisdom. Because you need to know how to respond to the trials and the tribulations that come in your life. And guess what? You ain't going to be able to find that wisdom in yourself. You're not going to be able to find that wisdom necessarily in somebody else. But the Lord says, I've got an ear to listen to your request. While you're going through the trial that I've let happen in your life, I'm listening to see whether or not you're going to ask me for wisdom. But then the Lord shows us that when we ask for this wisdom that gives us the ability to correctly apply the knowledge of God to our situations, amen? He says, I won't just give you a little bit, but look what the text says. He gives to all liberally. God wants to shower you with wisdom. He wants to shower you with wisdom where it's falling all off your plate. But you have not because you ask not. A lot of times when we're going through situations, amen, God is the last one we talk to about it. Sometimes we talk to ourselves, we talk to our friends, amen, we, we got on the phone with folks and we ain't asked God nothing. And our friends, they've been successful in other ways of having good advice, but for some reason it ain't working right now for us in our current situation. And you know why that's the case? It's because God wants you to ask him. He wants to be the first one that's asked. Amen? Amen. Because he's the one who can give it to you liberally. Uh, now, when we look at our text, and God ain't going to look down on you either when you don't know. See, sometimes in this life, you know, you go to your co-worker, you say, you know, I got this problem. I'm trying to get this thing to work and I can't figure it out. And they look at you and say, you don't know how to fix that? Don't they? They get that, 
self-righteous condescension on you and they look at you out of the corner there. You don't know how to fix that? You, you didn't know about that? As if for some reason you're supposed to know everything and they just happened to have learned it the day before and now they're acting like they've known it all the time and trying to make you look bad. See, God don't work like that. He don't bring reproach to you like that. No, he's gentle with you. Amen. He knows you don't know. Amen. And he's not going to bring that up. But if he knows you sincerely asking, he just give it to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you don't got to, when you talk to the Lord about a problem that you think you ought to have the answer for, and you wonder, I don't want to be embarrassed by God. God don't do like that. He ain't like man. Look down his nose at you and all that old stuff. No, not God. No matter how simple to you the thing seems to be and you can't get it to work, ask God and let him show you. Because that's what he wants to do. He wants to help. God is waiting to be a blessing to you. Amen? Amen. Let's look at the text. And he says, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. With no doubting. If you're going to doubt, then don't ask. Right? Because God said, no, ask in faith. Because the just shall live by faith. Ask in faith knowing that even though you haven't seen the answer yet and you haven't seen the solution yet and you haven't got to the destination yet that when you ask God that he's going to get you to where you need to be. Amen. Not waiting till after you get there but before you do because he wants to, you to exercise your faith. See that's another part of the process of becoming mature. Sister V, amen, is that he wants to exercise your faith. He wants to put situations in your life, amen, that you can't see your way through. That the only way you're going to find your way is by asking the Lord. Remember in one of the Sunday school lessons, the Sunday school uh, students, that we realize that God is the only one that can make something out of nothing. See, everything we do, we got to have something to start with. We got to have some raw materials and then we might reconstruct it and we might uh, recombine some things chemically and do some things like that to make something work. But God don't need that. God is the one who said, let there be, and it was. When there was nothing, God said, and it was something. So sometimes there isn't an answer to your problem when you got the problem until God gives it to you. Until God brings to forth an answer, a door that wasn't there before. Because sometimes that's how God has it set up so that you can stop looking at everybody else and yourself and look up to God. Amen. He says ask and ask in faith. Don't doubt. Amen. It's kind of like worrying. He said, well, if you're going to worry, then don't pray. If you're going to pray, then don't worry. Amen? And look at the text. It says, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Uh, some of us have been out to uh, uh, the, the, the oceans and on the beaches, and you watch the waves. They, they just go to and fro. They just up and down, and some large, and, but they're always moving. And they, at times, there just doesn't seem to be 
and order to their direction. Amen. You, you got riptides that's going on. You got stuff going one way, pulling you back out to see when stuff seems to be pushing you forward. There's all kinds of chaos. Amen. You're unstable is what he's saying. When you when you ask and you're asking with doubt, amen, you're like one who is a, a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. You're unstable. One minute you're trusting in the Lord, the next minute you're trusting in tarot cards and Ouija boards, amen, and soothsayers and psychics. One minute you're trusting in other folks and then you're trusting in the Lord. You're everywhere. You're unstable in all your ways. The Lord says, no, don't be like that. Through the impractical possible, have faith and faith in God. When you ask of God, believe that he is going to deliver that which you have asked him for. And don't just do that, but operate in that way. Remember that in our microwave generation, we think that we may need to be going at 55 miles an hour, but we actually need to be going at 15. Amen. The sign is really telling us to slow down, but we're trying to go too fast. Amen. Go ahead and slow down and rest. Reserve your energy and let God do for you what you cannot do for yourself. God bless you and God keep you today. And it is my prayer, amen, that when things are smooth sailing, y'all, all the time, it's of the devil. Amen. But when trials and tribulations are in your life, you know you're on the right path and count it all joy. Amen? Amen. Amen. The doors of the church are open. Amen. If there is somebody here, amen, who doesn't know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the pardon of their sins, amen, you can get to know him today. Amen. His arms are open wide. Amen. God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. There is a room at the cross for you. There